Welcome to the new Real Men Stand Up Podcast with your hosts, Big Will, Mr. Artie, and Brother Mendel. Hey, I'm Big Will. This is a podcast about three brothers talking about today's society. We're going to be talking about news, sports, politics, you name it. We're going to talk about everything. So sit back, relax, try to enjoy the show. I think you might like it. Welcome to another episode of the Real Men Stand Up Podcast. Hello, my name is Mendel. I got Brother Will and What's Brother Artie on? here. What's up? Hey, today's topic we're going to talk about is uh, is going to be uh, a serious topic within our community, and it's the mental health crisis amongst the African American community. And uh, Artie, kick us off, baby. All right, all right. So. While the black community has had a history of tackling social, racial, and economic justice, um, and there's been much progress made, what remains to be seen is why there's such a significant strain in the community on black mental health. Uh, The National Alliance on Mental Illness uh, website states that according to Health and Human Services Offices of Minority Health, African-Americans are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems than the general population. Um, they, they also go on to explain that while 40% of whites seek care for their mental health issues, only 25% of African Americans reach out for help. And so what we want to do today is just talk about um, some of the reasons why, um, why this seems to be an issue in the black community, and also um, just give some, give some guidance and some advice on, on where we can go to uh, to kind of get a grip on this situation. Um, Brother Will, um, what you got to say about that? Uh, I'm in agreement with you on the uh, 20%. I've read up on it. And um, I'm trying to figure out why is a stigma? What, what What is the problem? And why we're not seeking the help that we need? Um, for what I'm reading now, it's a lot of in, in men, black men, it's a weakness to them. We feel that if we if we uh go to a doctor, go to a crazy doctor, which I'm calling a crazy doctor, but that's you know just doing it at the show, that we're we're weak and or uh, we're not not a man. We can't you know do our manly duties because we go into a, a psychiatrist. I don't think it's right. I, I think somebody, everybody in their life, at least one time, needs to go see a psychiatrist or counselor. I, I just think that. Uh, me yeah. and myself, I, I'll I'll give y'all a story later on in the story uh in the show but right now i'm going to turn it over to mendel i mean what do you now, think to your to your point will it, it, it talks about the, the the black man has a fear of uh his own masculinity when it comes to mental health and 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 seeking help for it uh we've always been uh self-fixers self-healers and uh this is just another detriment to that mindset of trying to you know i've got it handled i can figure it out and uh, and sometimes you know we, you know sometimes we need help. We got to be able to understand and identify those times and 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 get to the proper get to the proper source that that'll help us out. Uh, but it's definitely a uh, a national crisis. Um, I know that um, that it's just starting to be um, uh, uh, spotlight on it. Um, yeah, Mr. Art, you know, spotlights getting getting put on it. Um, you know, when you go to the uh, when you go to the doctor, now they're asking you specific questions about how, how do you feel today? You know, what's your mental health like? And there's no discrimination in that. You know, they're asking everybody. They're not just asking 
African Americans. They're asking all the all the patients that come to the doctor. And there's a reason for that. Uh, there's been a lot of lot of lot of trauma, a lot of uh, things going on in the world between the pandemic and you know all those other types of things. Mm-hmm. But but uh, definitely has a play. That's definitely has a play with African Americans. You know, and in, in this racism that we that we're faced also too. That does add to that trauma, uh, that stigma. Got you. And, and I was talking to uh, one of my boys. He's in school, um, uh, majoring in. Uh, Wanting to be a neuropsychologist, uh, Man, that, that guy's smart. Yeah, oh, he's a that yeah, guy's smart. He's like that. So, and I was asking him, you know, just to get some feedback, you know, from from somebody who's in that younger generation, and also, you know, taking advantage of, you know, he he taking them classes, and so I uh, want to take advantage of that a little bit too. And we were talking about some of the reasons why um, this is an issue in the in the community, and one of the things that he said that was real interesting was in in male dominated families, there's what I call the get over it effect. So in, in male dominated families, you know, the, the, the males kind of have a tendency to tell people when you have an issue, um, you know, you just need to, you just need to get over it, you know, man up, um, handle your business. Um, have y'all found that to be the case? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, the stigma for men is different than the stigma for women, but that's what a man thinks. We are too strong to go see somebody, to sit on somebody's couch and say, please analyze me. Tell me what's going on. What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have to look. Okay, so now what is this? What brings this on? How can we identify what's going on? So, you know, you can identify with a trauma. It might be a trauma. Uh, you might have some shame, struggle with depression or anxiety uh any work work issues or something like that so when a man goes through all that he figured he can handle it himself but bro i i i think i think if we don't talk talk this out and get this out man we just hold stuff inside and then it makes it makes it worse for you and the people around you yeah yeah well, well what i would what i was also tell you say too is that um the 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 treatment side may be a little bit lopsided i'm not sure you know if somebody can i don't know if you have statistics on it but how many of uh, other, you know, African American psychologists, you know, well, right. Well, they're they're say they're they're say that um, there's not enough black psychiatrists. Gotcha. There, yeah. There's not enough black, and they say most blacks prefer a black psychiatrist, right? Because there's there's so, cultural there's cultural right. differences. So yeah. if they they prefer it, and there's not that many to go around, so I guess that's another reason for them not going to see see a psychiatrist or counselor. Okay, yeah. and 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 I kind of. I'll be honest with you. I can kind of relate to that um, because my thought is um, I, I do have a tendency to lean toward that, you know, you know, that get over the fact, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, you can have two people grow up, grow up in the same household. One person, you know, can, I think it's an individual thing. One person handles situations and, 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 and emotional issues differently from, from the other person. So, um, I think, you know, for me personally, like I said, I lean toward that, you know, get over it. I've had some trauma in my lifetime. I've had, you know, issues with my father. I've had, you know, you know, issues in my family, but I always know that in the morning I got to get up, I got to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. And so that don't give me time to really deal with, you know, mental, emotional issues. You just gotta, you know, put those things, so put those things away. You that just is that stigma, going. but that is the stigma no, we're no, talking no. about, though. That's that's the stigma, right? That you 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 making excuses no, to no, no. to where you 
you don't think you need to seek some kind of help. Well, I think I, I think it's, I think it's a real thing. To Artie's point, I think it's a real thing because what happens is is as African Americans, you know, there, there's always been a, a depiction of us being the the strong backbone, and so you know we don't have time to think about you know maybe internally our own things. We're too busy trying to take care of, of the family and the people that uh, that are near and dear to us. Right, you know, that you, is part of the stigma, right? That's part of the stigma. That is part of the stigma. Okay. But like I said, two people people handle emotional issues differently. Emotional issues or things, traumas that happen to people affect some people differently than others. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying that like my brother who went through the same thing as I went through should handle things the way that I do because it may have affected him differently. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying from my standpoint, I stand as one of those people who think that, you know, for me, I just got to put those things. And, and, and I say this, I'm able to do that. And it's not something that I, you know, that I prayed for or wished for or whatever. It's just the way that I am built. If you're built differently, then that's, you know, that's where we have to jump off. Not everybody can relate to the stigma, if you want to call it that. But even understanding that there is a stigma, not everybody can relate to that stigma. Can you? Uh, yeah. Um, let me break that out and tell you about this uh, story. You know, I always have stories on certain things. So, so here's my story here. My daughter, which is 30-something years old. We're going to go to a break. No, no, no. Keep going, man. Keep going. Yeah. Listen, you, you want to... some of us not being professional right now and yeah. leaving the phone on, and uh, we, 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 we sorry. Okay, well, listen. So tell me about the story. Here's my story. Well, okay, the story is I have a 36-year-old daughter, and she, this is numerous of times saying that I have a problem, that I need to see someone. Um. I disagree with that. Don't disagree with that, brother. Wait, wait let me finish with the story now. Yeah, let me disagree. finish with the story, brother. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. I disagree with that because I didn't think I had a problem. Gotcha. But recently, and I think I told a story in, in one of our other shows that I I reunited with my father after fifty years. Right. So that means I'm over fifty, uh, listeners. After fifty years, I reunited with my father and. I thought that I was past everything and everything was good, but she says it's not. She said I'm holding inside. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm doing uh, I'm doing what statistics say I'm doing. I'm I'm holding all this inside and I'm I'm being too strong to go see somebody. But I mean the question that I ask myself, is this really bothering me? And then I then I tell myself says, Yes, it's bothering me. Um Fifty years now, he's to the point where he he's he's older and he mm-hmm. needs help, right. and now he can't do anything for me or can't be there for me the way I want. And like I said, fifty years, uh, he raised another family, and maybe I do need to see somebody about that. But see, the stigma I'm going with this saying, okay, I can handle this myself. Maybe I do need to talk to somebody. Okay. This is what I'm saying. We're, we're 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 running around saying we strong we can hold everything up we can hold everything because we're the black man a black man should do that but i still think black woman is the strongest the strongest person on earth always um um but yeah, i don't know if i need to go see someone or I, who determines where i have to go see someone is it me or do it, i need well it ha- i think it has to be you i has it has to be like i said on an individual basis you know um, like most people don't really know if something is affecting them until somebody points it out to them. 
right? Right. So, I mean, you may have just thought you were a grumpy old man and didn't know the a reason why you were looking grumpy old man, but <laughs> didn't know why you were a grumpy old man. But now, now that this has been pointed out to you, mm-hmm. it might make sense. But now the question becomes, how do you feel about going to see that going to see that therapist and where would, I would, like where to would see, you start? I would like to go see a counselor. I would like to go see if this is this blocking something. But I mean, at, at my age now, if it's if it's been blocking something, it's it's to the point where I should just let it go now. But I would like to see someone. I, I, like I think I think I think the question is, is, is if this was pointed out by your daughter of 36 years old, uh, you know, the, the question for you is, do you want to do you want to explore and and see if there is something of it? Because if you go and you see a therapist and they say, no, you're thinking right, you're, you're OK and everything's like that, then 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 you've checked that box and you've been, you've been OK. But if it's not, if it's something more deeper than that, then you can try to figure that out. But I'm a black man, so we don't we, we I can't yeah. show my weakness, man. I, I can't really show my weakness. Can I? Why do we say it's a weakness, though? Why, yeah, you say why would you say, why, you why would say, you say it's a weakness? Because that's a, that's not another stigma. For, for years, that is yeah. But for years, a black man is supposed to uplift his family, uplift the community. Okay, so if I'm uplifting my community, my family, my you know, and and everything around me, it to me it shows just a little bit of weakness that I have to go and sit on somebody's couch. I got you. I got you. I understand where you're at. I understand. But here's the question that you have have to ask yourself: Is you not going to sit on a, on that couch having a more detrimental effect on your ability to care for the people that that love you? There you go. That's my point. Well, see, if you know if if that's, that's if that's the case, if all, it's already affected because I've been dealing with this for a minute now. Right. But okay. So now, so now we really get down. We to get it. nitty. Come on, doctor. Down to come on, doctor. to the nitty gritty. Okay. Because and you feel like because you've been carrying this, so you've been carrying, you've been able to carry this weight. That you should just you should just keep on carrying it. So, and and we can get in once again. We have to look into the statistics, but we can get into how stress and and all of these other things affect your your longevity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because you've been carrying it for a long time, even though you may not have even known you were carrying it, that's no reason for you not to go get you know to go to, to go talk to somebody about well, it now. Well, see, it didn't bother me until I actually reunited with my father. It right. didn't. It didn't bother me to the end because I had I had put it in the back of my mind. Just it sat back there. Okay, he's there. But then when he reached out and we started talking, then I went to see him. Then it started. You know, I started saying, okay, you know, uh, this man just walked out of my life. Matter of fact, walked out of me and and four of my siblings' life. We hadn't seen him for fifty years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up as a kid, it bothered me. Right. But as I got older, it stopped bothering me. But then it came back recently. Again, like I said, when I reconnected. So I don't know if I need to see somebody now. I think I dealt with it for a long period of time. So yeah, I think I think like Artie said, it's a numbing effect. You know, I, I think that you still need to explore it. But but let me let me let me let me let me hit you guys. Let me get hit you guys up with this. Okay, talks about black masculinity and the mental health. And this this uh, excerpt that my wife sent me. Thank you, wife. We appreciate you. Thank you, wife. We appreciate you. (laughs) It says uh, expectations surrounding black masculinity, such as the requirements of being strong and stoic, have often prevented black men from seeking mental health care. 
but it is possible to overcome this reluctance and make a mental wellness a priority. And I think based on what you're talking about and Artie's talking about, that is where you sit. It is, you have to overcome and make that a health priority. You know, I always listen to, uh, I don't listen to all the time, but you know, uh, uh, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God, I think he has a therapist in his back pocket because he's always talking about therapy, always talking yeah. about therapy. And that's a good thing because he realizes what it is that we're talking about right now, that, that African-Americans, um, you know, because of their masculinity, because of their, you know, their, their relentless uh, and, and what you were talking about, about, you know, hey, I think I'm over it now, has, you know, really helped or, or really downplayed how well we can really perform if we clear some of these things up. And he's always a proponent of, hey, man, go see a therapist, go see a therapist. Even if you're not sure, go see a therapist. So, hey, listen, folks, we're, we're going to go on a break right now. This is a great topic. Uh, Will, thank you for sharing uh, your story with us also, too, man. It's really, really good uh, that, you, that you've been so transparent. Um, and uh, we're going to go on a break, folks, so, so we'll be right back. And when we do come back, we're going to talk about some, some different things. We're going to talk about where do people go, how do they get into, you know, uh, speaking with a therapist um, and some of those things. And we're also going to talk about get a little bit into um, if people feel sometimes like or if they lean too heavily on their faith to deal with these types of situations. So when we come right back with the Real Men Stand Up podcast. You're listening to the Real Men Stand Up podcast. Okay, welcome back, listeners. We're back again. Uh, we're talking about the stigma of black people seeing a psychiatrist. Um, we're going to talk about the the faith in it, the church part of it. So, Artie, you can talk to it about it. Yeah, I, I think um, I think what happens a lot of times is people do believe um, that a lot of people believe that a good sermon can substitute for for uh, for for therapy or um, in our community, I think a lot of, especially um, females, will lean toward um, pastors and um, Christian uh, therapists, and, and they believe that they can get that help in the church. So they feel they can get the professional help that they need through the church, through the faith? Um, a, a lot of them believe they can get it through faith, just through faith. Yeah, but statistics, statistics says that you need faith along with 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 counseling so um you need those two together play a part i mean you can't just can't just go to church and just pray and hope that the problems go away okay all right i got you um but there are those who do believe that you know there, uh, there, there are those who believe that you know to quote the song jesus is the answer to, to, well, to you, the word day you know me, me we all have the old mothers that 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 really believe that church uh, fix everything, mm -hmm. uh, and and they believe that you, it's going to probably be more harder for you to convince a, a elderly person mm -hmm. to go to see a psychiatrist because they will tell you God is the answer. So I mean, I know this for a fact. My mom will tell me, "Hey, I don't. I go to God. I go to the church." Okay. So and again, I think that I think that may be a more individual thing um, because for some people, you know. It just depends on what what issues they're dealing with their particular issues but um uh, for a lot of people 
that does, you know, having that faith and understanding that, you know, like I said, joy comes from the Lord and all, and, and, and that type of thing, that they can handle situations better than some others. Right. And, you know, again, some people are not dealing with their faith and not dealing with the therapist. And I think that's that's a worse worse outcome for most people. But um, I, I believe that, that that faith can play a, play a real strong part in uh, in keeping people together as it relates to their mental health. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think, but I think it's twofold. You know, um, you know, again, uh, based on your your faith and, and your belief, you know, I think there's a combination of you know um, good doctors. And, and the church, mm-hmm. I think I think it has to be a combined effort. I don't think one overshadows the other, or can be the fix one over the other. Um, you know, my pastor says it all the time: is that you got to have both. You know, you got to have the chiropractor, you got to have the doctor, the dentist, you got to have the therapist, um, and uh, and you got to have your faith. You know, and that faith, you know, you know, should 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 lead you to to the right to the right person, and 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 lead you to the right solution. Um, when it comes to, to that, I think that's where the faith part kind of kicks in, um, not to be, not to be the, uh, the psychologists, but to help you find a good psychologist. So, so a good A man just won't do it. <laughs> depending, depending on what seat you're sitting in. Okay. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, like he said, you know, if you, all of that should work together, everything should work together for your good, as it says. Um, you shouldn't, if you, if you, if you feel the need for that, cause I know, you know, you're a man of faith, mm-hmm. but that I am. you, you're, you're just realizing that you may, you know, you might have an issue that you really can't lay aside yourself. So, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be wrong of you to seek, you know, a religious counselor. Um, but at the same time, you may also need to seek, you know, just a, a secular a therapist yeah i'm i'm not against anything right now and i understand that um i think i'm over it but eh, just for my daughter's sake i might just seek both of them you know yeah and and i think it's important you know to let people know you know how you get into um seeing a therapist but but before i say that i'm not depressed um i don't have anxiety um i'm not shamed so there's no trauma that I that I I'm aware of, unless that that's trauma itself. So where is it to where you say I need to see someone? It, it, like I said, it's an individual. It's up to you. I mean, I, there. Lord, I don't want to. I mean, there there are people right who right. who will try to convince you that you have a problem that you don't have. Mm, okay. I'm not the one to speak to that. I got you. So. It's up to you to speak to that for yourself. Now you said, you know, you you, you know, if you if you feel like something popped up in your life that caused you to have any kind of issue, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. um, the ones that you mentioned. It doesn't have to be depression. It doesn't have to be. It could be anger. It could be. It could be. It could be. It could be anything. It could be a situation that just causes you to be short with people, mm-hmm. or or to you know you know what I mean how it affects your family. Obviously, maybe it affected her. Mm-hmm. In some way that she sees something different in you that you don't see. I, I don't know what it is, but you guys been around me. Y'all know my makeup. Yeah. Do no, y'all but... think I need to see a, a counselor? Oh, oh yeah, man. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So brothers, y'all been around me all this time. We've been friends 30, 40 years, yep. and I need to see someone, you think? 
Yeah. So if y'all my friend, why are you just telling me this now? Uh, because of the stigmatism. <laughs> yeah, because of the uh, but but your daughter does. She does know you. You guys have a great relationship. Uh, I so know her. We. I know her personally. But but that's your daughter, man. That's your daughter. She okay. she knows. You know. She know. She knows. She knows who you are, and and it's it's most uh, rawest form. Okay. And so there's something that sparked her to say that. And I, I would I would ask her if you didn't ask her. I would ask her. Hey, what makes you think that? She told me. Okay. okay. Oh, that that part you leave it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay, not part no of the story. Okay, so, Artie, okay. how can I get help then, bro? Well, I mean, it's a couple, you know, several different ways. Again, talking to, talking to the uh, the one that's studying the uh, the, the subject, the smart guy, the smart, smart your smart, your smart son. Um, your your primary care physician. You know, a lot of times, like like Mendel said, when you go in to see the doctor, they're asking you these questions, um, and maybe they can identify something and give you a referral to a um, to a mental health specialist. Um, for for kids and and people in college, people at that school age, mm -hmm. um, schools do provide counselors. Okay, um, that can you know provide a you know provide a referral, and then also you know if you see somebody who's really having like an episode, um, something that that obviously you know they're struggling with some kind of mental health issue, um, you can refer them through what Florida calls the Baker Act. Mm -hmm. And you can have them Baker acted and and have them submit them to a mental health uh, facility. Well, that's extreme, though, correct? That 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 would be the extreme. Okay, got you. So, um, but again, it all comes back to how you feel um, about it yourself. All right. Yeah. Okay, brother. Yeah, it does say that there's uh, speaking of the the young folks. It does have a statistic here talking about how that has increased uh, back in the uh, back in 2015, 2018, that the um, mm -hmm. the uh, the the rate of um, a rate of major depression uh, disorder in young black Americans ages 18 to 25 increased more than three percent between 2015 and 2018. Um, and um, that is a little while ago, but I'm sure it's probably may even be even higher now. Along with, with the COVID, the yeah, the COVID, the COVID, when the COVID here, it yeah. could have set some people off. Yeah, it um, talked about that too. And, you know, and and you know, not to get political, Artie, hold on to your bootstrap, okay? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, not to get political, he's happy. Don't. Yeah, let's go. But um, you know, what you guys remember that whole thing was going through, and we were in quarantine, and mm. people were masked up. Hey, stay in the house, and everything like that. And um, you know, and I, I'm not a fan one way or the other. But Governor DeSantis was like, "Hey, no, we're going to open this place up." Uh, because he specifically said, "Hey, there's people that have that have uh, that have mental stress on them, mm -hmm. and and they, they they can't handle being cooped up for so long." I think right. if y'all remember that, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that I think that was a I think that was a smart and bold move, um, you know, because you know it's it's one way to die, you know, mm -hmm. or, or 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 have tr trauma through through this through this uh, pandemic that we had, mm -hmm. you know, COVID. But then it's another way to to have it based on you know, being cooped up and being trapped in up. and not being able to, you know, so there has to be a balance, and you I, know, like we talked about. Have to and be a I balance. think a lot of that, even even after that, you know, we, we increasingly live in a society where people are meeting people online on their game consoles, especially young people. They're they're playing games against people, um, you know, playing, you know, whatever it is right. to, to kill them games. Um, and so they're not really socializing. Um, I heard one study um said that, that kids don't under, they don't really know how to socialize with people face to face anymore 
Right. And that has to have an effect on that as well. Because, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's one thing to to be cooped up by yourself or whatever. And then, you know, socializing with people online. But then when you get into a live situation where you have to deal with people, it can cause anxiety. And that, that's the main thing. You know, it can cause like me. I, I, I'll tell you my story. Growing up, I was a very bashful individual. Very bashful. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have I didn't I didn't really like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, growing up in the city, you know, you walk down the street all the time. There might be somebody walking down the street coming the other way. I would always cross the street to avoid that person. You know, so I had, I had that kind of anxiety. I probably should have went and saw somebody. Right there. Saw somebody yeah. Now I'm good though. But anyway, you know, it took, it took growing up and, and took some of the things, you know, military life, you know, you know, being a performer as far as music and all that type of thing to bring me out of that shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't have an outlet. They don't have a way to come out of that shell. Mm. And so dealing with people face to face can cause anxiety in people. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that might be a, a major contributor uh, overall. But, you know, for some of us older folk, you know, we do have we grew up different. You know, yeah. we grew up in families where, you know, a lot of families did break up. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of families that stayed together. You know, father was, you know, that disciplinarian that really, you know, put something on you. I would like to have that, but okay. But um, you know, so it, it, there's a lot of a lot of things for for folks our age that contribute to where we are. But you just have to understand for yourself, you know, where you come down in that situation. Is that something that is there anything that you're holding on to from those days, or you know? Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, man, we just need to put more light on the subject. Yeah. I think we need to, uh, you know, we need to uh, try to do as much as we can because there's a lot that goes on when, um, you know, how this can affect us, you know, on a on a on a on a big, grander scale. Uh, and if we fix it, we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to move forward and and be a better be a better you, be a better person, you know, about it. So um, I know there's what 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 was the other some of the other solutions? Well, wasn't there a national national group that? Uh, Actually, it that was. So that that would allow people to see or allow people to, to, to seek help that we can give some of our listeners? Yes. It's called the NAMI. The National what Alliance what on Mental for? Illness. National yeah. Alliance on Mental Illness. And they have a website, NAMI.org. Is it dot org? It's dot com. I'm sorry. And NAMI.com, um, where you can get a lot of questions answered. Um, yeah. So seek, seek your professional, um, you seek know, seek me. your, seek your, uh, you know, your professional, your doctors or, you know, whoever, somebody in the church, uh, that website I think is a great website also as well. Um, and that, that helps out. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you a story, uh, one, uh, about my wife and her profession. And, um, she, she, um, she works at, at a hospital and they have, uh, they have, they saw this mental health crisis after the pandemic, it was really, really stringent on the on the medical field, mm-hmm. uh, and so she works in a uh, new program that she started up, where there's uh, three psychologists, and um, they only see internal employees, you know, for oh. the for the hospital. Only see um, employees. Only see employees, and because of because of the stress level that they're in, and they gotcha. don't have an outlet. And so they do all types of stuff. They do, uh, you know, events where they're doing painting and, you know, uh, uh, just talking, you know, just kind of being able to figure out ways to relieve that stress. And I, and I think, you know, for, for people that may be in this, uh, in this realm, you know, think about ways that are going to de-stress you. Uh, think about ways that are going to calm your mental state. 
Um, I think that's something that can be can be self-induced. Um, and again, when you go see a professional, they will probably also give you some more some more wise advice also, too. So hats off to the to the hospital that started that program because it was definitely needed. Um, and uh, and it started for a good reason, because there were some lives lost uh, mm-hmm. up until uh, up until this program got started. And a lot of people appreciate it. So, okay. um, yeah. Well, we almost about at the end, but um, we always end with, with final questions. Artie, do you have any final questions, my brother? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of questions. Um, um, the main one that I want to focus on, even if we can just get to just this one. Okay. Um, do you believe um, that people feel comfortable talking with their friends and family, close, you know, close friends and family, community members about their mental health? I'm going to answer it with a no. I don't think people, especially in the black community, no, I don't think they feel comfortable. I think, I think it's, you know, we, we just, we just hate to share uh, weaknesses as a, as an African-American community, you know, I mean, even my, uh, you know, I'm sure you, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but you know, even myself, you know, my mom will ask me, Hey, Mendel, you okay? And I may have a cold foot about to fall off. Yeah, mom, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, you know, yeah. because you know, I, you know, I, I'm just, that's just, it's just, it's just a stigma that's, that's within us. We yeah. gotta, we gotta show the strength. What and, do you think, you know, Artie? I, I think, I, I, you know, as a guy, always got a different take. Yeah, you do. I think people actually talk about it without realizing they talk about it. Hmm. Okay. Break that down. What do you mean? Because people love to talk about what bothers them. Mm. Most conversations are about what bothers people. Okay. You know okay. I mean? You know, people love to talk to their closest friends about what's, you know, what's pissing them off mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what's going on. And, but I don't think we realize when somebody's telling us something, you know, because we're listening to it, uh, we're, we're taking it all in, uh, we're shooting stuff back at them, you know, we're, you know, we're not we're picking up on the soft. We're not picking up, we're not picking up. But we're not really understanding that. That may be a deeper issue that that person might need some help with. Okay, that makes so sense. So I, I I do believe that a lot of these these issues probably get talked to, but not in the right not context. Even, okay, so that makes sense what you're saying. So I'm gonna give you that. One. So what you what you're saying is we 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 need to be aware of of some of those conversations. What they, what, right. what, it, what are, and, they're uh, saying to us? Like, like the average like, person is not looking not not talking to their friend with the with the thought that I'm I need to listen to this friend to see if you know. I e like William's daughter. Yeah, yeah. So why hadn't y'all understood that I I had problems then? Well, we didn't have the show. So okay. after the yeah. show, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. All right. Yeah, we're pretty much going it's the Baker Act. I know yeah. you got another question. Yeah, for we us, already. That, yeah we got, so do you think that Will should be? No, no, we're not gonna break that. <laughs> All right. And so I was talking when I was talking to Dominic. He said something to me that was very interesting. He said that most people, especially young people his age, mm-hmm. they feel like why should I go talk to this person for them to tell me something that I can figure out myself? Mm. You got me? Got you. Why should I go talk to this person about something I can figure out myself? Do you think that that attitude is prevalent either in your life or in the lives of people that you know, or do you think that that, that is another, um, major contributor to this see, see the, the thing is i don't think that they're figuring it out themselves I, that's I, what the problem is understood mm-hmm. but once you understand that there's an issue right right most people think that they can work their issues out themselves. okay do you agree with that or disagree well, yeah most people think they can work that issue out oh, correct they they do right um like i think my my issue i, I worked it out a while back 
but I was wrong. All I was right. wrong, and most people are wrong. But ne- and not not to pick on you. Okay, don't pick on but me. But now that you understand that you're wrong, mm-hmm. what would keep you from seeking a convers a deeper conversation with somebody who's professional? Um, well, that that we talked about it. The stigma. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, I'm too strong to go sit up on somebody's couch. That's what I thought. All right. With this show, I'm thinking different now. So it's starting to it's starting to open up on this, my brother. Okay. I might go sit on somebody's couch, you know. Maybe. Right. Or I might go to the go to church, talk to the pastor. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Good, good, good. Okay. All right. Well, shoot. I think it's good. All right. So there's there there's a lot of uh a lot of uh a lot of answers, you know, not all of them good, you know, but um some some definitely some valid answers to uh to these questions and the main thing is um to our audience to uh, you know don't be afraid to talk to people about things that you're feeling when you have especially when you're having anxiety or you're having anger issues or or you're just unsure about things if something comes up in your life that causes you any kind of worry any kind of depression uh anything don't be afraid to, to talk to somebody yeah um yeah because at the end of the day, you know, we're all a family. Those things will affect our families. They'll affect the way um, that we deal with each other. And they, they affect relationships. A lot of broken relationships are based are because of issues that haven't been dealt with in one in one area or another. Yeah. So, so, again, so look, before we go there, Artie, let's just have some final, some quick final thoughts, uh, William. Um, final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts is, for this show that we're doing, it's it. I can't. I guess it's it's coming coming to me to where I need to go see somebody. Um, so I just say to my brothers and sisters, we have to drop everything that we think of, and now we have to start thinking about ourselves and our family, and do what it takes to make everything right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, for me, I, I you know, again, my, my wife is in this profession, and I uh, we talk uh that 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 it is uh it's a real it's a real situation it's a real issue it's a real problem i think we just need to heighten the awareness um i think like Artie said you know when somebody's talking to us and we think that there may be something there that we got to go ahead and and uh and make the right suggestions man we just need to continue on and and uh and do the right thing you know for each other you know and just keep it going so uh that's my final thoughts again much great health to everybody Artie, what uh, what you say and my final my final thought again is just um for people to just kind of take a step back every now and then and and think about you know just go into dare i say you know a little meditation a little prayer a little deep thought about some of the things that you're feeling um some of some of them that you know you can't deal with on your own that that have been dogging you for a long time and and go ahead and seek that health whether it's from your primary your primary care physician or whether it's through a counselor, or if you go to an organization like uh, NAMI.com with the uh, National Alliance on Men- Mental Illness, however you want to do that, however you want to reach out to somebody, don't be afraid to reach out and um, and, and and get some get some assistance with whatever you might be dealing with. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's close this out. All right, Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode of the Real Men Stand Up podcast. Comments, comments, comments. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Comments, comments, comments. We need comments. Please leave some comments. Let us know if you have any um, any suggestions or any thoughts about this uh, this particular subject. 
um, and please let us know uh, how you enjoyed this this particular episode. Uh, we will be back next week. We don't know what we'll be talking about, but uh, you know, with all that's going on in the news, I'm sure there will be something interesting. Keep Hot it locked up. on the Real Men Stand Up podcast. We're out. Out. Later. You're listening to the Real Men Stand Up Podcast.